When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, my talkers, we got a little curveball for you here today. As you heard a little bit ago, that was Brittany's voice. It's Brittany. And we've got the one and only Patrick Richardson in studio today. We have the Mr. Clean himself, laundry evangelist. With the dirtiest girl at my talk, <laughs> and the combo is we're gonna. I'm gonna walk out of here squeaky clean. That's squeaky right. clean. All right, Patrick. Love it. I am annoyed that I have been associated with you so much since our last show that we did together. Mm-hmm. Because now I get people coming up to me and giving me laundry questions, and I'm always like, um, "I have no, I have no idea." Right. So I do have to say that that's the only uh, negative about being your friend is that people assume that they can come to me and go, "If I have blood on my," I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean. You have a phone. I don't, I mean, you know, I mean, you could, I mean, you know, it's not like your texts are just blowing up my phone. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. I think you're right. I think I need to start like at least transferring that information because Mm -hmm. I am, uh, when they aggressively tell me about like urine on things, I kind of have like a, I'm not, I don't don't get grossed out easily. You're a mom. I mean, how can you get grossed out about urine? (laughs) I don't. The only thing that grosses me out ever uh is mold. Mold yeah. is the only thing that grosses me out. Mold. Otherwise, yeah, like mold is in, but otherwise. I'll just wait till you get school backpacks. Oh. And that'll be over. You'll get over that too. I'll be honest, <laughs> because of our lack of planning, sometimes that diaper bag's got some treats in it from a while ago. Oh. On that note, mm-hmm. uh, we've got Patrick here, which is so exciting. He's uh, just off the plane from New York right. City. Right. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, he went and saw, you saw a musical. I did. That you're pretty excited about. Oh my gosh, it was hysterical. It's called Titanic. So it's like the word Titanic. Right. Like the French. Yes. And the reason it's French is because the story is you are at a museum seeing a Titanic exhibit. Mm-hmm. And Celine Dion comes in and kidnaps you. Oh my God. And tells you the story of Titanic through her music. Oh. And it is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I would die. Oh, it's hysterical. It's so funny. They change it every night to be whatever pop references are going on. So, like, the night I was there, they were talking about threads and about Miranda from uh, Not Sex in the City, the new one. Oh, yeah, yeah, just like that. Yeah. Um, oh, I love and that. And these references and, like, um, so you have... And, you know, I've never seen Titanic. Which, important to the story. Which blows my mind. Right. Um, I was actually on this show once and said, isn't it the story of a rich woman who sleeps with a homeless guy and then lets him drown? Yeah. 
Because that's what I thought was going on. And that is kind of the story. And I, as I saw the musical, I, I realized I was correct. Your synopsis is actually perfect. Anything else? They, they did a sing-along at the end. And she's like, you all know the words because you're gay. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so anyway, so they tell the story. And the story, it's you know, it's, it changes because there's Jack, the unsinkable Molly Brown, Rose, Cal. Is that his name? The guy that Rose is supposed to marry? Yes. Rose's mom. And uh, Victor Garber, and they don't call him the captain. They refer to him as Victor Garber, of course, because they talk. They work in like things from other shows, yeah, and then yeah, of yeah. course Celine and her backup singers. And then the iceberg. It's called the, the character is the iceberg bitch. It's <laughs> Tina Turner. Oh my god! So Tina Turner sings as the iceberg, and the end of the story is where it changes because what you find out is that the power of Celine Dion's voice raises the boat back up oh my God. and no oh my one God. drowns. And yes, and the power of Celine Dion's voice. And then you find That's out awesome. that Jack survived and moved to Vegas oh. and changed his name to Renee Angeli <gasps> and Rose was Celine Dion. Wow. I know. It oh was, my God, that sounds so cool. I got goosebumps. The, There's it's, no it's, Debbie Downers at the end. It's so good. <laughs> Um, were Rose's you just mom laughing is, oh it's my so gosh. hard? I need to see it again because there were times I was laughing so hard that I think I missed things. Yeah. Because Rose's mom was played by this really chubby guy <laughs> who had a really high-pitched voice. <laughs> he was hysterical. And he kept like, I mean, he was totally like um, Brooke Shielding her. Like, you need to marry him. We need the money, you know, kind of thing. It it was oh it was just absolutely like oh. I wish I could watch it every day. I mean that sounds amazing. Oh, it was incredible. So funny you say that as you, and I like that you that that um not Leonardo DiCaprio's character what's his name again Jack, Jack lives because I just saw a meme this morning where Rose is on that big big uh you know door and then mm-hmm. there's two golden retrievers next to her and it says still no room on the door. <laughs> nice. Isn't that so like. For a the, dog lover, I love it. The debate that goes on about if Jack could fit on that door. I mean, that could be Reddit, all of the all of Reddit. Oh. I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. like um I uh, people are already messaging in saying, Okay, you've just sold them on Titanic. So Yeah, let's hope it tours. That would be so yeah. it was in LA, now it's in New York. It's so funny and And just sounds witty and I love how the interchangeable pieces are so fun. Yeah, and just keeps it fresh because yeah. you know, I'm sure like tonight, they'll be talking writer's strike or something. You yeah. Know? So it's funny because it's current. And the woman who plays Celine Dion is everything I ever needed in my life. Oh, great. Really? You know? She sounds. Does she, does, she, does she have the sound? As much as she can. I mean, I Celine say, Dion Patrick's is a huge one of a kind. Celine, yeah. right. I mean, Celine Dion is Celine Dion. Yeah. You're, right. you're right. You're right. You know, cards on the table here. But she's gr- she really was great. And. You know, I had pretty high standards for that. Yeah. She was funny. The show was funny. And it was just like, you know, this rainy Sunday night in New York. It was the perfect thing to see. That sounds so fun. It was amazing. If you're not willing to go travel to New York, I do have like a closer venue. I went to uh, Into the Woods at the Guthrie. It was so, they did such a good job, Patrick. And I'm telling you, that Guthrie, there's not a bad seat in the whole place. Like, and you, you feel, honestly, I kept going, I don't deserve to sit this close to talented people. Like I kept like belting so well and doing these beautiful and I and the whole orchestra stays up there the whole time. Right. So you always are like looking around constantly going, what is the new thing? And 
I mean, they, all the actors were amazing, but there's one that really stuck out or stuck out to me was John Yee. He played uh, the milky white cow in Cinderella's Prince, and the the cow had had no lines. But he killed that role. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of like shady eyes. Like when he was getting milked, he was like, Grrr! I mean, he was, uh-huh. we were all just staring at him enthralled. Mm-hmm. And I, I would have to say the fun thing about Into the Woods is I think I, I'm a really, I'm a bad person for judging um, what kids couldn't go to. But I would have to say this is easily, if you brought a kid to this, they would have the best time of their lives. Well, the music is so appropriate for kids. I mean, yes. I, into the Woods, just so you know, is my favorite musical of all. Which is like, yes. I, I, I love Stephen Sondheim. I love fairy tales. I mean, it's yes. everything I ever wanted. And it's fun because it's like at the half point, they're like, okay, this is, ever, you know, this is the, uh, you know, the, uh, the fairy tale ending. And then there's a second half. So it's like, you know, it's everyone you've thought of what happens after ever after. Mm-hmm. And I, I can totally see you just loving that. Oh, I actually have this, the, you know, the cash recording on Spotify. I listen to it. And that's often. not a, an easy one to sing along to. No, but you, you got to. You got to. I would you know, love to be Especially when the, when the witch raps. That's I, my favorite part of the whole show. The, and the, I would love to even, I, man, I don't have enough. Uh, um, there's not enough funds in the Arneson household for me to go like three times. <laughs> but I would like to because you miss so many lines because mm-hmm. they rap this, these songs so fast. All right, we got a really great show ahead of you. It's like packed with stuff. We already have to like skip around. We're going to have an insane amount of time. Don't worry. If you have laundry questions, you can either go to our Facebook at MyTalk1071 on our Facebook, mm-hmm. or we're going to be saving it for 430. We're going to be doing a lot of call-ins. If you want to call Grant and uh, ask him a question, you can write it down. Or you just, you know, go on our Facebook. That'll be the best way. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be back with uh, more with uh, me and Patrick. MyTalk1071. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me? Well, the simple answer is no. (laughs) Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis. Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce. And so this is why you should go see Ann Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. Uh, hi, I'm Brittany, and this is Patrick. We're not Lori or Julia, so sorry about that. But we do have a story we can't get enough of. Uh, we were talking about Real Housewives every chance we get because I have no social life. Anyways, Megan King was on Watch What Happens Live, and uh, she was talking about Vanderpump Rules, a recent Scandaval. I'm sure you accidentally heard about Scandaval quite a bit. Yeah, t- I mean, it's... You know, out in the zeitgeist, everyone knows. Everybody knows. Uh, I I thought this was really interesting. So Megan King was always really good at kind of like uh, pushing out some information. She did them detective work. There was a on Real Housewives of OC. There was a really scandalous uh, guy on the show who was dating Vicky, and he had fake cancer. Right. 
And she she did the work and we all loved her for it. So he asked her a question. There was she was asked things about Scandal and here is the clip. <laughs> uh, what was your reaction to all of the drama surrounding Scandal? And as a Bravo's resident detective, do you think that you could have figured out that Raquel and Scandal were having an affair if you were part of the group? Uh, I 100% think I would have found out. I'm not I'm not exaggerating. 100%. Yes. Also, like people in that group knew Lala knew she called it out from the beginning. And I was totally invested because it's so interesting. All of us are interested in this. And we're all on the same side, which is the beauty of this, because normally when it comes to Bravo, we're on differing sides, right. not with this, right. which makes it so exciting. But yeah, I for sure would have known. Yeah, I love that because I I don't know. I don't know if I would have pushed the information out because there's so many rumors on every reality show all the time. Always. You kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause you, well, it'd be fun. It's always fun to be the one who gets to tell everybody. I know, but you know, I, yeah, that was a hard one. And then there's another one. Now this is really, really intense. So, I don't know if you know anything about uh, Teresa Judice, but you do not come for her kids and you do not come for her men and she explodes on you. Even if you're not on her show, she will seek you out and try to exp- like. A- yeah, she'll throw a table at you. She, she will literally throw a table <laughs> yeah, I mean, at you. She will throw a table at you. She, yeah, like end of days. So nobody goes for her ever, except now officially Melissa and her are like, now they're feuding to each other's faces. But it used to be like Melissa and her husband, Joe, you know, Teresa's uh brother could never say anything about tree this you can even tell i want you to listen to the audience on this clip megan's asked about uh her uh teresa's husband louie and her response has the you can tell by her response in the way that uh the audience responds to it that she may now be teresa's new target violet k wants to know if you've seen jersey and what are your thoughts on fans saying Teresa has married someone um, who is in the Brooks realm. He's 100% in the Brooks realm. He's a slimeball narcissist. He's like, he's a terrible dude. Can you just tell the audience is terrified to go clap or do anything? It's like. Yeah, because, I mean, Teresa will take them out. Teresa will literally come for them. Mm -hmm. I cannot. Like, that was such a bold statement. And Megan King does not seem to care. I think it's her uh, maybe. Maybe since she's had two divorces and such a public figure, she's like game on at this point. Yeah, totally. And her Brooks reference was back to, you know, just for oh, anybody yeah. who doesn't know, Brooks was the guy who had, who fake, had fake cancer. cancer. Yeah. Who was the <gasps> ultimate. I remember learning about that. Yeah. The oh. ultimate snake oil salesman. He rolled in on Vicky, who was had an empty love tank. And who right. he, he just came in there hard and fast. He sexed her up like mm-hmm. nobody's business. And like, I mean, the things he said and did, I've never heard on real. I've never- All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasts podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Heard no. on TV. No. He even, there is even audio of him saying to, uh, so Vicky's daughter, Brianna, uh, is married to a guy named Ryan. Brooks was talking to Ryan saying that you need to get your a wife in line sometime. You need to hit her once in a while. Oh. And Vicky heard this and still stayed with him. Oh, geez. I know. And like things are better now. Now she's. In, but it took a it took a long time for her to realize. Yeah. And, and to like her desperation was so high for or her fear of being alone was so high and she fixed this guy's teeth up. She did all these yeah. things for him. I think she got in an apartment, all this stuff. Right. And he was just the worst. Yeah, he was. And so, you know, just so that everybody knows, like, is he Brooks level? That was the reference. Yeah, and that's when everybody, like, lost their yeah. breath in it all of. Right. <gasps> but, and, I mean, I kind of want Teresa to throw a table at me. I'm not going to lie. Oh, I'd it die would, of happiness. I mean, I would be, we should go. We should go to New Jersey and see if she will throw a table at us and call us prostitution whore. I'm going to need a little more volume in my hair. Well. But it's that's all doable. I mean, we could take a teasing come on the plane. <laughs> on the plane. Like, we could just do it when we get there. You know, I mean, I'll have it done. I, I kinda, mean, I'm kind of getting bummed because both new uh, Real Housewives of Jersey cast members, uh, one had a husband who just had liposuction, and the other one is currently getting liposuction. And I feel like, I feel a little bit, sad for them because i think they just watched this season and had like a complete i hate my body moment mm. i think that can be really rough to look through that lens yeah but i just recently i think it was danielle who just also got liposuction but on top of that too um i don't know if you've watched crappy lake at all with sonia and luann mm -hmm. sonia keeps talking about she doesn't want to break a stitch on her new liposuction so That's and sonia. she's She's fully functioning. She's thriving. So who cares? All right, we'll be back. We got a lot more to talk about. Again, we got any of your laundry questions, you can give us a call at 430. Here, my talk 1071. Everybody, it's us talking about Hammer Exploring Solutions, which is a family-owned business that's been operating for over 77 years. Ted and Lynn have just done are the leaders in this industry for decades and have built such an amazing reputation reputation their um design team if i can mention a few of them yes. today jody chara heather and leah they're flooring experts they'd love to hear from you when you go into their um shops right now that are open they've got one on rice street and they've got one in new hope on 169 and um you can go in and they've got designers there that'll sit down with you, help you, you and know? And a huge selection of in stock. So it's none of this waiting around and they give you an automatic 12% off up front and there's not waiting around for a rebate or something like Lovely. that. You know what you're paying. Commercial flooring, Julie, Nancy, and Heather are the team that will assist you. Your businesses, your school, place of worship, senior living, healthcare facilities, and more. Hammernicks, check them out. Tell them the girls sent you. Loj, sans Loj. It's Brittany here with Patrick. We're having a grand old time. 
Uh, Tom Holland recently did an interview. He, haven't, he hasn't been doing very many interviews lately. And he recently did an interview about his... I didn't know that he... Did you know he was sober? I did not know he was sober. Yeah. But, you know, good for him. Yeah, it's one of those, like... It, I think this is a very Gen Z thing. Like, in millennials, we had to formally give up alcohol when we want to give up alcohol. Like, I had to do, like, a very, like, posh rehab moment. Yes. And so it's funny to me when Gen Z's kind of just deciding to slowly quit or I'm just not that interested. Like it's very, they don't want to put a title to it. Right. And I have uh, some audio from this interview that Tom Holland did about um, this whole interview was very interesting about how he's lost a lot of friends to the chaos of Hollywood and they're kind of believing their own hype and that alcohol has been playing a role in his life that he didn't expect. Um, I'm just going to let him explain it. Here is Tom Holland uh, talking about his drinking. One of the things that you mentioned recently was that you gave up drinking about a year and a half ago. Yes. And you said it was the hardest thing you ever did. Yes. And I wanted to know what was so hard about it for you? Why was it so hard? It's interesting. I, I, I didn't one day wake up and say, I'm giving up drinking. I just, like many Brits, had had a very, very boozy December. Christmas time, I was on vacation, I was drinking a lot. And I've always been able to drink a lot. I think I get my genes from my mum's side in that thing. Like I can I can drink. And I decided to just give up for January. I just wanted to do dry January. And all I could think about was having a drink. It's all I could think about. I, I was waking up thinking about it. I was checking the clock. When's it 12? And it just really scared me. I just was like, wow, maybe, maybe I have a little bit of an alcohol thing. So I sort of decided to punish myself and say, I'll do February as well. I'll do two months off. If I can do two months off, then I can prove to myself that I don't have a problem. Two months go by and I was still really struggling. I felt like I couldn't be social. I felt like I couldn't go to the pub and have a lime soda. I couldn't go out for dinner. I was really, really struggling. And I started to really worry that maybe I had an alcohol problem. I... I uh, I've heard this story recently from a lot of younger people. Like I was saying, is that it's not that formal of a quitting. And again, like you can even tell he doesn't want to say he's an alcohol thing or an alcohol right. problem. He's even the most aggressive he gets with the term, which is fine. Sure, it just seems like it's trending more that way. Um, he also talked about in this interview about how now the press has picked this information up and decided he's had a mental breakdown, and he rightfully so mm. is pretty pissed about the way yeah. that verbiage is 100 percent, right because like why that's not really he's their giving, job he's doing self-care right now yeah no, that's the complete opposite i feel like and even if he is like do they get to declare that kind right. of thing I mean, great point he has every right to just kind of live his life you know i know it, it, it's sad because you do have the feeling of he owes us explanations but it he, what did he say he hasn't drank for a year and a half now mm-hmm. um that's that's pretty impressive um I find that commendable. He uh, also got written off as, you see, we told you, like, the press was also coming out saying, see, I told you he's not this lighthearted, fun guy. And he's like, you know, I am. I also just noticed, like, there was some improvements I needed to make. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I, I, you can't not like Tom Holland. Oh, I love him. Yeah, he's great. It's, like, annoying how great he is. Mm -hmm. Like, where you go, I saw that one movie with him. Where it was like the treasure hunt movie. Oh, um, 
You well, liked Uncharted, it. Uncharted, Uncharted, yes. Or did you not? Did, no, I did not. I didn't like, like it either. Because the end, it, I love the video game Uncharted. Same. But the the movie was great up until the end when they're flying ships, yeah. treasure ships through the air, and I'm yeah. like, this is not the game. It went way off script. But he did well in it. With Mark Wahlberg was in it as well, and Tom Holland is just I I. You know, and there's also rumors that he said, too, that he might be, you know, stepping away from acting. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that he's talked about that he's going to change in his life because he doesn't like Hollywood. He said that he, you know, has lost a lot of his mates. I love when they say that. I you know, know, my might. My mates, you know, that he's met in Hollywood over the years because it gets to them and this mentality. So I think he's doing a lot of self-care. I think he's doing a lot of, uh, be, you know, being aware of, him, of who he is, what he wants. And that's something you should be proud of. You it's, know, like yeah. I can't, I don't even have that to term, like that type of I know, right? confidence I mean, to say, I need to do this and this is what I want. You I know? mean, right. How many times do I say I need more sleep and then I never do the things? Yeah. It's like that Amy Schumer skit where they're like, all you have to do is put your phone down. And I'm like, I would do anything. And they said, ma'am, all you have to do, I would do anything. They're like, just put your phone down. And she's true. like, is there anything else? Right. Um, no, I think you're right. I think there's is uh, commendable. Him and Zendaya are still together, right? Yes. We know, right? Uh, that, that, all that, as that, that, yes, that I know of, yes, they are. And I love them as a couple. I think they are absolutely adorable. I feel like when they break up... Oh, the world's going to break up. We're going to be bawling. Oh, they're just like... I feel like they're one of the... They don't have a lot of drama. No. You know, they, they keep it to themselves like he's trying to do right now. And they're both just mega superstars. And it's kind of like, weirdly to say, the Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt. I know that's a real big stretch. But when you yeah. look at the stardom that they have now and somewhat of the stardom that Angelina and Jolie Brad had at the time when they yeah. started dating, there's a real comparison without the toxic culture behind the two of them. You yeah, know? I think you're right. Um I do have a question. I know this is going to seem because again, big fans. We love Tom Holland. Can he act, or does he play the same character every time? I think he does great with Spider Man. I've never seen him do anything outside of Spider. Actually, yeah, Uncharted. But I, he was the same character in Uncharted. He, he had like you know the Iron Man guy like telling him what to do, You're like the right. mentor, and being like, "Oh, I'm just I'm a cool kid," and he does like some cool backflip, like, "Oh, I'm so I don't know if I can do true. this, mate," and then he does it. Well, but I mean, is that bad? I'm no. not saying it's bad. They're but, not I mean, putting value yeah. on it. But, but can he act? Well, but I think, I mean, I think even if he only is doing, if he can only do one thing, that's fine. Because, yeah. I mean, quite frankly, when I go to my cardiologist, I don't really care how good he is at dental work. Yeah. I only want him to do one thing. Great you, point. You love a specializing king. Yeah, so I have no, I mean, I think of like, I mean, we could go back to like Meg Ryan. Yeah. You know, she only ever played one person. Absolutely, she did. And we loved her. Yeah. So, I, you know, I've, I've no issues with that. Okay. And, and there are these people that surprise you, right? Like, I would say Renee Zellweger falls into that. Yeah, I thought knew? for the longest time she could not act. Yeah, you're right. I can see that. Where she was always, like, squinting Jerry at the McGuire. sun right. and, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. I love you. I don't. I can't make decisions. And then she came out with all these character acting right. roles. And killed it. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe maybe Tom Holland, we just don't know yet. But maybe, yeah. To that very note, you know, recently Iron Man played by, um, oh my gosh, Robert Downey Jr. recently came out to say that he's happy that he left the MCU franchise as Iron Man because he spent over a decade playing pretty much the same character. And he talked about how he felt he'd lost his ability, ability to act. And I'm not and I'm a diehard MCU Absolutely person. You know this. Are, yeah. And I... 
And he can, if he wants to retire, he can. Now he could be Spider-Man, I think, for these next two phases of, of, of Marvel's MCU, which is about 10 years of work if he wants it, just as Spider-Man. And he could live the rest of his life. I mean, he already could live the rest of his life free. But I, I just, I, I can see how getting stuck in those characters... Yeah, because it's can, easy. ...can get take away from maybe the dramatic acting or the... You know, whatever might come from it. I mean, when Robert Downey Jr., who I find to be one of the greatest, not greatest, but a really good actor, says that about those type of characters, there's got to be some sort of connect- connectivity to it. That's surprising, too, because I would say in this world, we're constantly told to just fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that Robert Downey Jr. was like, I may have lost it because I've been playing the same guy, yeah. you know, probably in uh, a version of himself in some ways, too, because Iron Man was just such a great character for him to play. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh, what would be your favorite Spider-Man then? Would Tom Holland be Ooh, your favorite? We just had this conversation. Lexi's favorite is Tobey Maguire because that you could you could throw. Yeah, a- I, I grew up. That was probably the first superhero films I ever watched. Cause, yeah, yeah. And you, so yours is like Ride or Die, Tobey. I Maguire. mean, I like Tom Holland, um, but yeah, I feel like it's gonna be hard to ever kind of like knock off Tobey Maguire. And what? How about you, Grant? I'm Toby. Mag- or I'm not Toby McGuire. I'm Tom Holland. I have like a man crush on him. I think he's adorable. I think he's just awesome. I think he. Pl- I, I Tom Holland all the way. Lori and Julia love. Um, who is the middle gentleman? An- Andrew, Andrew Garf- Garfield. Garfield. Yeah, yeah, that's Lori and Julia's. That's their favorite Superman. What Honestly, about you? I completely forget that Andrew Garfield did that role, Me even too. though I like him. Me too. Yeah. I would have to say Tom Holland. I like. I think there's a jovialness to it that he really nails that I really appreciate. I get that Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was very serious in the role mm-hmm. and very tragic because, you know, I felt like they really was, leaned into the tragedy of yeah. his story. And Tom Holland, I feel like they didn't. It, it didn't feel as present as of like I so much I've lost. He's lighter and exactly. Yes. Yeah, he's just a little more sort of fun. And yeah. there's the love story with Zendaya. And oh. she's in the movies. I mean, that just makes like it feels real right there. You know, like I just feel like we're watching their love story on I, the big screen. Right. I know? mean, but it is hard to beat the upside down kiss. Nah, Let's just say right. that. that. Like that was hot on a level that I don't think I really understood. When it was <sighs> raining. Oh, oh, my God. And they said it was terrible to film. They said that there was like many times they thought they were being like waterboarded. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, trying to kiss? Well, can you imagine having rain on you upside down going up your nose? Like, that would be terrible. <laughs> but remember, you're kissing Tom Holland. Yeah, well, in that so scenario, that I'd be it, too, I mean, kissing um, you know, Kirsten Dunst, yeah. which is also yeah, hot. Yeah, I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Six I, one half a dozen. I, even if I just got to be a third in that, I'd yeah, be happy. Right. <laughs> the water drop right there. All right. All right. We got a lot of good stuff. Uh, we're here with, now we got Lexi added. We got Grant. We got Patrick. I'm Brittany. We're here in for Lori and Julie. It takes four of us to fill just low J, and that's <laughs> mm-hmm. how they appreciate it. That's how they want it. We'll be back. My Talk 1071. Everybody, it's Lori and Julia here, and we've been talking about everything, what you're doing in town. Mm-hmm. But when you're getting out of town, boy, use the best resource, MSPAirport.com. All your information about parking lots, how to pre-reserve your parking up to 12 hours before you go. Three different ramps that you can take advantage of. That's right. Also, all the restaurants that are at the airport, all the shopping that you can do at the airport. If you're interested in reserving your spot at Terminal 2, they're testing a pilot program where you can uh, save your uh, spot in line. If you for don't security. Have, for security, so that you know maybe you're a party of seven people and you all want to be there together. They are doing that through uh, the end of August at Terminal 2. That's called MSP Reserve, but you go to MSPAirport.com to do that. It's super easy. Supers in Sun Country Airlines now has curbside available for select hours during the day at Terminal 2. 
And um, really, we absolutely love the ease that MSPRport.com is bringing everybody. Oh, Taylor, tell us less. <laughs> oh, we've, we were just talking about this. You went to the Taylor Swift concert on the same night I did. Yes, and it was perfect in every possible way that could ever oh, yeah. be. That could ever exist in the history of ever. Yeah. I want to hear just, like, okay, between okay. the two of you, All right. who's the bigger Swifty argue for just one second? We're going to take a little segment from the debaters segment. Who Tell me why maybe you think you're okay. better than Patrick and what Patrick, maybe why you're better. Just for a little fun. Here. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I'm a little nervous because I didn't get into Taylor Swift until hardcore 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, not the year, the album. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would be a big flex if when she was born, I was very excited for her. <laughs> um, so part of me gets nervous. I did end up on the 0.01% of her listeners on Spotify. So there's that. I I lately have been too lazy to look for other music, so I have been only listening to Taylor Swift. Um, I made 50 bracelets, which I did distribute out, distribute through Minneapolis in a ride-sharing capacity because I left them on the bus. Um, and I, I, I feel like that's all I got. Oh, and I had a foster dog that I named Taylor Swift oh, yeah. who had seven puppies in my basement that we named after Taylor Swift songs. Take the floor, sir. Well, I mean, you know, we're best friends. So, I mean, there's that. Oh, that hurts. Um, you know what she smells like? You have a photo yeah, with she her. Wears That's kind of the winner. Tom Ford says I'll watch. Because he has more money than um, me. No, it's... Um, and I'm pretty sure that she wrote this on Cardigan about me. Oh. Um, yeah, you know. But beyond that, I mean... I, I'm not going to say the thing is we can all be we can all there have is that. room for all that we right. don't have to okay now you sound like more of a Swift because you're nicer because <laughs> you know the thing is Damn. I mean Taylor loves all of us and all 60,000 of us she spoke to us individually at that show you mean mother yes so <laughs> told us to quit bullying John Mayer right I mean so she you know I'm not going to say I'm going to let you be the bigger Swifty because... No, that's the big. That's, that's the bigger the, move. That's, that's the, the move. Big, that's the move. I, I'm going to be the outside judge here, and I'm going to have to say, Patrick, by just a hair, ah. because of the generosity there, ah, we're giving I it to Patrick. It. There's, a, there's a stupid story that goes around all the time. I, it could, I think it was originally a Bible story about how this, these two people were arguing over a baby. Oh, yeah, King Solomon. King Solomon, mm-hmm. thank you. And I'm not, the this, this story just ends up everywhere. I don't even <laughs> know how I know it. Like, it is pure proximity. I've mm-hmm. acquired this knowledge that these two people come in and they're both arguing about who is the, uh, it's actually an animal, I think. No, it's a baby. Is it a baby? Okay, mm-hmm. a baby. And King Solomon says, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to cut this baby in half and you can both get half. And Brittany said... Fine. Ah, it sounds great. I want 50% of a baby. That's totally useful to me. And Patrick said, no, please don't cut this baby in half. (laughs) Let Brittany have this baby. And King Solomon looked down at the two peasants and said, this baby is Patrick's because he actually cares about it. That's right. That's right. That's what just happened here. Good comparison. Good comparison. Um, so nothing's loading on my computer, which is fine. I love that for me. But we currently are on, we have had the writer strike going on for, was it nine weeks? Maybe more? Yeah. It's been over two months. I know that. And just recently today, they announced that the actors also will be going on strike. This is a pretty big deal too. A lot of this has to do with streaming rights. When they all signed onto this, uh, with streaming services, they agreed that they were willing to take 
not a very big paycheck on these, not thinking that there was going to be a lot of back end. Right. Now we're dealing with it's 99.9% of incomes and viewership is from streaming. So the writers all wanted to re- renegotiate and just as like everything front of house, back of house, uh, the whole community was saying, well, we can wait this out. And then finally, uh, the actor said, well, we're, 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 um, we're with the writers and we're going to strike as well. And I think they were going to try to come to agreement before today, but it is official that the actors are on strike. Right, Grant? Is that yeah, true? Yeah, yeah. And in fact, even, uh, so this is an interesting story to add to that. Emily Blunt, Florence Pugh, Matt Damon, Cillian Murphy, they all were having their London premiere yesterday for Oppenheimer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had to um, do the red carpet an hour early. to basically stand in solidarity with their fellow actors and writers because they kind of had an idea that this was going to happen. So they bumped up their red carpet an hour early just so that they can get their one press out. And I bet you that's probably all the press we're going to see. I mean, the movie comes out here in a week or so. But, yeah, that's it. it, Things are happening. And um, I'm happy that the the, the actors are doing this. And I think that this is a good thing. I think it's going to be tough for people who are want to watch. Yeah, and but, it's, it's hard to fathom too, right? Because you think actors and and writers, like you think Hollywood, right? And like mm-hmm. you, what you know of these people are the rich elite. But that's actually only like the 1%. Right. Most people working in Hollywood, you know, are, are just hopefully making enough for their mortgage and just the basic things, especially in those areas like um, LA that's so expensive to live. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you get those... I mean, you get those people who don't even make enough to live. I mean, That's their parents the are still supporting yes. them because they're trying to get to the point that they can just make enough to live. And then we're like pulling it back. It, I, you know, I um, I really hate it for us, but, you know, good for them. I mean, good for them for just like being willing to put it out there and good for the actors for saying, yeah, you know, we need them. I mean, we're Absolutely. all one big, you know, sort of media family. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine, too, if the actors that are not coming in alliance with that because you just signed your whole, like, you the writers are going to write you off. It's like when, on Friends, when Joey talked about the writers badly oh. and they killed his character <laughs> off. Dr. Drake Memorial, he walked into an elevator shaft. I Everybody would right. get in that elevator, too. He's like, uh, do you want to come in with me? Well, and didn't he say that he's like, sometimes I ad-lib my own yeah, lines. It I was barely in- use the writers. Yeah. I ad-lib my own lines. Soap Digest. And they wrote, wrote him off. <laughs> Uh, I have to give shout out to our on the other show I'm on on the Tom Bernard show. We have a, a great Hollywood reporter, uh, Kristen Burt, and she was talking about this that a lot of the cast members on Orange Is the New Black, which was one of the biggest shows that was early on in Netflix that had like an, a huge following that became just everybody was watching Orange Is the New Black. A lot of them, because of the way they had to sign streaming stuff, had to have other jobs the whole time all the seasons because they never fix that in their contract so you'd have somebody going oh my god aren't you on the number one show on streaming service and also can you get me ranch like the combo because they had to do a second job Mm -hmm. um and then a lot of it too is they weren't getting money for doing premieres and that extra cash to get ready and 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 that's what you know like two thousand dollars it is to get ready for a red carpet so I think there's just it's just an outdated tech. I mean, it's, a, it's an outdated contract on a new technology that's quite frankly not new anymore. Right, and it's just going to get I mean bigger and bigger with the Time Warner Discovery thing. I mean, we're going to start seeing 
streaming be just become more and more important. So absolutely, you know. And then you said that then uh, we have a. Uh, the Disney guy. Oh, okay. Bob, Bob Iger. This is just hila- not hilarious, but just he put his foot in his mouth big time. And the CEO of Disney, Bob Iger, he just signed a $27 million a year contract that was extended through 2026 with Disney yesterday. And now he's out there saying that uh, that actors like Meryl Streep and Jennifer Lawrence are not being realistic as they threaten to bring Hollywood to a halt to join the writer's strike and picket line, putting his foot in his mouth even like I I just this guy to me. I just why is he doing like why? Well, and he just said in his he added that the actor's strike will have a very very damaging effect on the whole business and even affect the economy amid the ongoing writers guild strike. Now we talked about this I believe when you were on Britney or yes. it might have been Monday. A lot of things in Hollywood are driven by Hollywood or in L.A. Yeah, there's two big economies in Hollywood. There's tourism. And entertainment. Yes. And those are the two big ones. So people don't realize, too, the extent. Like, they were even talking about if the Emmys are canceled, florists. How many florists are going to be affected? Right. I mean, so many things. So maybe he was getting at that, but still, I would have just shut my mouth and not said anything and, you know, stand in solidarity with everybody until this is figured out. Because we haven't seen anything like this since 1960. Wow. This is, this is, we're talking 60 years since the last time we've had a writer's and an actor's strike. And you just, as a CEO of one of the biggest, Movie studios, TV studios out there, you cannot say that. So I'm just a little disappointed in Babo there. Yeah, and also we need this to be hurried up because guess what? We work in entertainment radio, so selfishly, I need to. You want me to not feed my kids, Patrick? You know what? (laughs) I want you to feed your kids, so I need people to. I need things for you to talk about. Thank you. Yes. And at the end of the day, isn't it just about me? That's right. All right, Brittany, we've got a lot of great show. I promise I won't be as selfish. I can't make that promise here at My Talk 107.1. All right, Grant here for Hoffman Weber Construction, your hometown experts for over 30 years when it comes to windows, siding, roofing, doors, and even solar. Now, if you had some hail damage last year from those severe storms that came through town, you might want to have those checked out because certain insurance companies have a limit of time in which you can claim a roof on your house from some damage. So if you have potential damage that you think you had from last year, reach out to Jason and the crew over at Hoffman Weber Construction because they're going to take care of you from start to finish. They're going to come out to your house, check to see if you have the damage. Then they're going to give you your options of what you could do to replace it. And the best part about it, they're going to take care of the insurance process from start to finish. No one wants to deal with insurance companies. I mean, they're great to have to protect us, but it can be a process to get through that whole thing. So make sure that you, uh, you know, Check in with Hoppin Weber Construction and let them know that they have, you know, that you have some needs to be taken care of. So reach out to hwconstruction.com right now for more information and to get all the needs for your home exterior needs.